Hello and welcome to the first... It's not first, is it? Eh, we'll call it first. All right, well, first and uh, beginning of a new tradition of in-person podcasting for the Please Bet on Football games. Joe, we're moving into, what, week nine? Week, week nine. Ten, week nine. It's flying by, but we should probably talk about week eight. Yeah. Even if we don't really want to. Well, iffy. Yeah, and let's let's get into that, because you're right. It was iffy. Um, first up, we bet on Jacksonville. We took a minus two and a half. Um, they lost. They, did, you, did you watch it? I, I watched bits and pieces, but not really. It was too early for me. I slept right the fuck through. Yeah. yeah. I was on the West Coast. It does, it's not my fault, and I haven't had internet because I've been moving. So you can't blame me for not having watched it yet. I watched, like, the end of the game, which was, you know, some wonderful Trevor Lawrence implosion. I've heard that that was just, it was him. Yeah, like, again, I didn't see most of the game, so I can't really talk about how he looked the rest of the game. But at the end, it, it was not good. Uh, he, he I, I'm not going to say he lost the game, but he had opportunities to win it for them, and he did not. He, that, he, it kind of sounds like he might have lost the game. He had some really bad turnovers and bad missed throws and really critical situations. So correct me if I'm wrong, but he lost the fucking game. Yeah, okay. He lost the game. Yay! So, yeah. Um, so, so no bullshit, because if it keeps on seeming like bullshit that the Jaguars are losing and they have a quarterback who keeps on crumbling under pressure, maybe they're just not good. Yeah, I, I think that's where we need to get to and they need to kind of go on the do not bet list. Yeah, no, they're there. Yeah. They're there. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't a fun way to start off the week, but we learned something. We learned not to bet on that team anymore. So not all terrible. Sure. That's a way to say it. Let's move on. Yep. Uh, next up, our best bet of the week. We had Atlanta minus four. Uh, they, that one hurt. Okay. This game was bullshit in like four different directions and, and it probably deserved to come to this result. Like. It was absolutely bullshit that the Panthers got that 70-yard touchdown. Just such complete bullshit. Why is Rashawn Evans covering DJ Moore in man coverage effectively? It was a match cover three, but it's effectively man coverage. With 12 seconds left. He's the only guy you have to worry about, too. But beyond that, if you're Dean Marlowe, why are you just standing there like watching DJ Moore approach you and not getting back towards the end zone? Now, I understand if you're thinking like, oh, PJ Walker doesn't have the arm to get it here. Here's a thought. You're paid to play football, not judge talent. Fucking play your position. It's ridiculous. However, it was ridiculous that we were in a position to be winning that game anyway, or winning that bet rather, anyway, because the Falcons got a pick six to close out the first half. And they kicked a field goal in the waning minute of the game. Not even minutes, the waning minute. Uh, because the Panthers had to go for it on fourth down. So, like, we were lucky to be covering. We were very lucky to be covering. It should have been bullshit. But God damn it, we deserve one break, don't we? Like, <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, we, we haven't gotten one fucking break. Yeah, th- this was one that we really just should have... It was a bad bet. It was a bad bet. It, yeah, it was It was bad. That number was just so bad. We knew it was a bad number. I know it wasn't a great week, but that's one that you have to tease down um, or, you know, take down to like two and a half or three because four is just terrible when you have two not good teams going yeah. at it. Yeah, especially with this Atlanta defense that you just can't trust. Mm-hmm. So that one we, I think we just, we missed on. We didn't do, Yeah. we came in a little off on it and we got lucky to be covering and maybe justice took us back to a loss. But we'll move on to some winners. We had Minnesota minus three and a half. That one did indeed hit. We got a little lucky on dropped punts. Uh, which is big, but I mean, I don't think anybody thinks that Arizona deserved to be in this game. No. I, I mean, it was, yes, the Vikings got some luck, but the Vikings also dominated and probably would have won by a touchdown without the luck. Yeah, they that game, the Cardinals just aren't good. No, they're terrible. And that game helped, you know, cement it for me. Of, yeah, the, the Vikings maybe got a little lucky on stuff, but I think that's also just part of the Cardinals are a bad team. It's like bad teams do stupid shit. Bad. Like we were just talking about the Jags. Put that on a shirt. Bad teams do stupid shit. So I, I think that is that one was a legit uh, outcome. So moving on to the next game, another win for us. We had Miami minus three and a half. 
And that was another one that uh, hit pretty cleanly. Was it legit or bullshit? Yeah, it was legit. I mean, we we spotted the Lions. I think it was a 14-point lead. Is it more than 14? Something like that. They I scored think. 27 points in the first half, and we still covered. That, that shit was locked down. That's good shit. Yeah, uh, I agree. That one, that one was very much legit. Happy to have it. Take it. Move on. And then we had another win for the week with Tennessee minus two. Was that legit or bullshit? That was so fucking legit. Like, we thought we had Ryan Tannehill, and we were getting minus two. In retrospect, probably kind of dumb of us, but this is what happens when you record on Tuesdays. This week, we're recording on Wednesday night. We know things, I think. Probably. We have a little more injury clarity. But, we, yeah, we, I mean, we, we won a game by a touchdown against the spread with a quarterback who literally could not throw or even operate the offense. We, we had the right handicap. Yep, I agree. Uh, do we want to talk about our bonus bet at all? Because I feel like we need to talk about this team. Wait, the Rams? Yes, the Rams. <sighs> um, it's not bullshit, I'll tell you that. And it's not because San Francisco is so goddamn good. I mean, it's a little bullshit because Jalen Ramsey dropped two interceptions, both of which were in the red zone. Like, like the offensive red zone. Like, the Rams would have scored a touchdown within a couple plays if he caught the ball. But there's something seriously fucking wrong with the Rams. Uh, we can get into the, exactly what that something is a little later, but this I don't think this was bullshit. I think this is just what the Rams are. Yeah, I think, you know, we saw them come out and they had that exciting... They looked awesome. They, they looked really good to start the game. The offense was humming for pretty much the entire first half. But then the second half, they could not do anything, and obviously that defense is not going to do too much to stop another team. I was going to say anybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think legit, not not an ideal week, but... All of our fucking maybes hit. Yeah, that that adds to the not ideal part of it. Yep. Should we talk about week 10? Yeah, let's just jump into week 10, flush this one, and uh, hopefully pick the good maybes. All right, moving into games for week 9. First up on Thursday Night Football, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the Houston Texans. The Texans are plus 14. I'm going to try something. I don't know if it's going to work, but I hope it fucking works. We're going to fucking find out if the sound effects work recording in person. I don't know. It might take some workshopping. But, yeah, no, we're not talking about this game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a terrible game. Check Philadelphia first half, though. Fuck! Uh, first half still minus seven and a half. I I think this is one that you just use as a leg. Yep, leg. Just leg it up. Uh, don't don't worry about it. Other than that, it's gonna be some bad Thursday night football. Sunday. Let's get to Sunday. Yep. First up on Sunday, we have the Carolina Panthers going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are minus seven and a half. Okay, so this handicap is going to be nuanced. We should be looking to bet the Bengals because they just got embarrassed on Monday Night Football and the Panthers just had the woulda, shoulda, coulda win or loss of the year. Like, everybody's talking about the Panthers right now in a positive light. People think P.J. Walker is a stud. Spoiler alert, P.J. Walker is not good. P.J. Walker sucked for almost all that game against the backup corners on a team that has bad defensive secondary. Like, a ver- like the Falcons secondary sucks a lot. It's not even paid to. It just does it for the love of the game. But P.J. Walker still struggled to put together drives in the first half and and threw a fucking pick six to a defensive tackle. And it's the rare screen pass that deserved to be picked. It was a pickable. Yes, I agree. Um, On the other hand, we're kind of fighting. So, yes, there's some negative will towards the Bengals this week. And, you know, everybody's basically going to just say, like, oh, the Bengals, their offense, it's Jamar Chase. They miss Jamar Chase. No, what they really miss is playing against the backup secondaries of the Saints and Falcons. Unfortunately, Carolina's secondary is not a problem. In fact, their entire defense is pretty good. So Burrow's not going to be able to get his busted coverage deep balls. And Brian Burns is going to generate a pass rush, which means that the Bengals actually have a terrible negative matchup on their hands. I think if you look anywhere, Carolina is the only way you can go. I agree with it being seven and a half. I think if you're under seven, you could talk about taking the Bengals. But as soon as you get a number up that high, for everything you talked about, the the Bengals are still not a great team. I mean, we haven't thought they were good at any point. No, they're not a good team. 
And now they're missing the the lifeblood of their offense in Jamar Chase. The broken play exacerbator. Exactly. So I think it makes Burrow uncomfortable and doesn't give him that safety blanket. Yeah, he can still chuck jump balls to T. Higgins, but it doesn't work like it does when you have Jamar out there. So they're going to take a step back. they got to figure out how to play without Jamar, and I think that's going to take them a minute to do if they can even do it. So I don't think they're going to come out and go crazy. It is the Panthers, but I think if you go anywhere, you got to take the points. Do we put do we put the Panthers on the maybe pile? Because we'd be fucking smart too. I I think we can put them on the maybe pile, but I'm not stoked to bet them just because they still are a very bad team. They're not fucking. Ugh. I hate the NFL this year. There's just no good football. It's really tough. It's not going to really get any better either. No. Should we should we talk about the next game that isn't good football either? Definitely. All right, next up, we have the Green Bay Packers going to play the Detroit Lions. The Lions are minus three and a half. Plus three and a half. The Packers are minus three and a yes. half. Okay. If I told you eight months ago that we would get the Packers minus three and a half against the fucking Lions, how many mortgages would you take out on the house that you don't own to bet that game, Packers? Are we really going to let what we've seen this season affect us that drastically to throw our priors out and shit on their graves? I would say we should. I, I, I think yes. I think yes. I, it's, it's not just that the receivers suck. It's that Rodgers sucks. Yeah, the offense is just completely listless. There's nothing to it. Now, granted, you're going to be able to run the ball all over the Lions because that's what happens. But the Lions are going to be able to throw the ball all over your defense because that's what happens. The Packers suck on defense. Packers are supposed to have the best defense in the league. I don't know what happened. I mean, I do. It's bad coaching. People figured out the fog zone system, and, and the Packers literally don't know how to run a different coverage. Yeah, that'll make it tough. Um, I agree. I mean, I kind of just want to stay away from this game mm-hmm. because this is two bad teams mm-hmm. that, honestly, I don't think either of them should be as bad as they are. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like at any point they could, you know, maybe figure it out a little bit. But I, I just don't really want to bet on either of these teams. Are you telling me that, once again, we've spent entirely too much time on a bad football game? Yes. All right, let's do it. Mercifully moving on. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are plus one and a half. No! I almost said that in a different language and and in light of recent pop culture events that would have been bad. Unfortunately, I speak German. Um, I... Both of these teams are underachieving. I think both of these teams are better than we've been led to believe by what's happened so far this season. Both of these quarterbacks are just barely above average, but really make it hard for you to agree with that statement. Like, trust me, I'm not high on Trevor Lawrence. I never was. Trust me, I'm not high on Derek Carr. I never was. But they are better than average. But only because average is so bad. Like, the fact that they are capable of having really good games twice, three times a season makes them above average. But that's... I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but the NFL has really bad quarterbacking and generally bad football right now. Anyway... You'd have to be a fucking crazy person to bet this game. Yeah, I mean, talk about two teams that are just imploding. Just a coin flip. Yeah, the the Raiders... I thought McDaniels would do well there. I thought he'd do great. Um, At least on offense. Something is fucking wrong, because it seems like they get worse every week. I know their offensive line is shit, but yeah, that's not an excuse. Yeah, it, I mean, didn't they get shut out last week? They got fucking shut out. It's it's, and I'm crazy. pretty sure the Saints had their backup corners in. Yeah, like the Saints defense is is beat up and old. How's like we've that? talked about their defense, they're not what they used to be. Yeah, and they shut them out, man. Like even in garbage time, you don't even get a garbage time score. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, but then on the other side, you have the Jags who refuse to win a game. Exactly, and I'm I'm not betting on them. We just talked about how they're on the do not bet list currently. So I think this one is just a, a clear pass. Another bad game. Next game? Yeah. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Chargers going to play the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are plus three. Not for long. That's going to three and a half. Yep. That's been moving all week, and I've just been sitting here biding my time waiting because we're going back to the fucking well. <laughs> They've hurt us two weeks in a row. We're taking Atlanta plus three and a goddamn half. 
Yep, I agree. I it scares you me a little have bit. To. But what can the Chargers not do? Stop the run. Oh, I thought you were gonna say get chunk plays because well, they can't do that either. Well, that as well. And what does Atlanta do? Uh, give up chunk plays on defense, which is the only way you move the ball against them. I mean, granted, it's the only way you want to. Yeah. But Atlanta runs the ball, and apparently Cordell Patterson might be back. Yeah, I saw that. I saw he's off the IR. Um, I mean, I don't expect him to like just hit the ground running. I, th- this, but this is purely a Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi fade. Like, I like the Falcons. We think the Falcons are good. Falcons are in first place. Their motivation's got to be as high as it can be, and they got away with, with a win last week that they probably didn't deserve. Or, well, they definitely deserved it at first, but then after after the P.J. Walker touchdown, they should have lost three times, and they didn't. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> damn, that's one thing about recording live is it's way harder for me to cough secretly because I can't just mute myself. I know. I, I can't go walk away and pet the dog. Fuck. All right, well... Regardless, this is a this is a fate of San Diego, or yeah, no, it's a fate of San Diego. We're fading Joe Lombardi. We're fading Brandon Staley, and it just so happens to be that we're betting on a team we really like. All right, so lock it in, Atlanta plus three and a half. Yep. And so far, it's our best bet, though that does not feel a sustainable. We can't keep doing this. No, no, we cannot. All right, ready to move on. Yep. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills going to play the New York Jets. The Jets are plus 12 and a half. Uh, oh, we could do this again. That's a drop dead leg. Yeah, I mean, this is just like the, the Eagles game. Don't do anything else with this. Just... I've, I've seen some sharp people that want to bet on the Jets, to which I say, don't do that. Yeah, like, go for it. If you want to try and be smarter than everyone, um, be my guest. I don't think this is the spot to take it. Uh, the Bills can get pressure this year on defense. Mm-hmm. And Zach Wilson absolutely fucking crumbles when there's pressure. Zach Wilson typically crumbles. Yeah. And he, he typically does what he typically does against pressure. Now, I can't tell if Zach Wilson looks bad under pressure because the Jets' offensive line is completely fucking decimated and therefore he's constantly under pressure and he also constantly looks bad, so it's like which came first, chicken or the egg. But we know it ain't good. Uh, yeah, don't bet this fucking game. I mean, if, tease it, if you want to tease it six and get Buffalo minus six and a half, yeah, I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah, I think that's, that's uh, solid. And if I had to bet, like you put a gun to my head, I actually bet Buffalo on this spread because when Buffalo wins, they run the score up. Yep. So don't, don't fucking bet on this game, but if you have to, Bills. Definitely. Let's move on. Moving on, we have the Indianapolis Colts going to play the New England Patriots. The Patriots are minus five and a half. I'm so fucking mad we didn't make this on Sunday night, so I can't get the Colts plus six. Yeah, like, you know, five and a half, we've talked about how that number is effectively six. But it's also effectively four. Yep. (laughs) So it, it definitely hurts missing out on that value a little bit, and... The Colts seem a little bit like they're giving up. I know Jonathan Taylor didn't practice again today. Um, What's their record? How many games out of first place are they? Because that's important. The Colts are three, four, and one. They're right fucking there. This this fucking season is everything's in front of them. Did they play the Titans again? No. No, I believe they played the Titans already. Yeah, they played them twice. Yeah, they got their their two losses out of the way. Dude, they've got the Raiders, the Patriots, the Steelers. They got some winnable games here. They got the Texans. Yeah, they got some winnable games here. They are very much in the thick of this. They are not giving up. Didn't they? I, they just traded Naheem Hines. Yeah, Jonathan they, Taylor doesn't hurt. They were going to get rid of Naheem Hines anyway, and it's running backs. I don't care. Well, yeah, but when you don't have Jonathan Taylor either, only got one running back. Fine. I don't care. We saw what they did against Denver. Their running backs were not the issue. Yeah. Matt Ryan was, and he's gone. Now, Sam Ellinger's not good. He's kind of like Dak Light uh, in that he is a good runner who doesn't run enough given how, uh, I don't want to say piss poor, but unimpressive his throwing abilities are. Um, Now, everybody who bets on New England or thinks about it is going to say, well, you know, Bill Belichick against a young quarterback. You know, it's Sam Ellinger's second start. I see your Bill Belichick versus a young starting quarterback, and I raise you one Bill Belichick versus any mobile quarterback ever. It's fucking bad. Just a couple weeks ago, we saw Justin Fields in a poor Bears roster. 
absolutely fuck Bill Belichick's tight little asshole into prolapse. Throughout uh, Lamar Jackson's career, I think it's three games against the Patriots. I think he had an EPA per play over over one in all three games. Like he's 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 traditionally yeah he fucked them up. And you see it a lot. I mean, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick aren't just tied at the hip because they're both dominant figures in their respective versions of football, right? They literally work together. They literally develop their defenses together. There's a reason that Belichick loves Bama players. It's the same fucking scheme. How do you beat Nick Saban? Mobile quarterbacks. Belichick just can't handle it. What Belichick likes to do that really frustrates young quarterbacks is create chaos where they want order. Mobile quarterbacks want chaos. Belichick cannot handle chaos. He cannot handle the second reaction. He cannot handle the playmaking. Therefore, henceforth, I'm taking the better coach and the better roster with a matchup advantage plus five and a half. Yeah, I mean, I I don't love it because we are at five and a half, and the the Patriots are not a good team, but I don't think the Colts are either, and the Colts have shown to just lay some absolute eggs, but... I like what you're saying. I think Ellinger gives them a little bit of a boost and lets them, you know, get away with some chaos play. Like, they don't have to be good. They just have to be able to be comfortable in crazy situations. Additionally, it's worth noting, the Colts probably should have won last week with Ellinger. So, if anything, the team is probably relatively high on him. Like, hey, he did everything he needed to do to have us at 4-3-1 and one, right in the thick of this for the division crown. And I think that that Redskins, I think that that, yeah, no, well, you know what? It's Native American Heritage Month. Fuck it. Yeah, I think that that Redskins team is better than this Patriots team. Additionally, dude, I don't know if you've seen, but, like, the Patriots were... Patriots were kind of lucky to beat the Jets. I agree. I don't think they looked very good. Like, Mac Jones threw several dropped pickables. Zach Wilson, well, no, he did throw a pick that got called back for... Okay, here's the thing. The Jets hung with the Patriots real fucking good, and the Patriots' only hope was to run the ball. Running the ball is the one way to not move the ball against this Colts defense. You got three excellent linebackers. Shaq Leonard is going to be playing. You've got DeForest Buckner. Uh, who's the other defensive tackle they got that's pretty good? It doesn't matter. They have a really good front seven for stopping the run. I think that this everything is just lining up pretty well. How's oh, Grover Stewart? Yeah, my boy Grover. How could I forget? You don't know Grover Stewart? No. He's he's a run stopping defensive tackle who's like thirty. Yeah, he I'm gonna be honest, I don't I don't pay attention to those types of guys as I, much. I typically don't, but he's had a long career. No, I mean he's good. So you got good run stopping defensive tackles. You've got three good linebackers in Okariki, Leonard and Franklin. And like yeah, Yannick Ngakwe, booty cheeks, Quiddy Pay, Jamal Adams playing the correct position. But that's plenty. That's five dudes up the middle that are stalwarts. The Patriots aren't going to be able to do their inside run game. Mac Jones will turn the ball over because he always does. And we're getting five and a half points in a game that's going to be field goal based because it's impotent offenses. Yeah, and it's run game offenses. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a short game, low scoring. I fucking love this. All right, let's lock it in. Colts plus five and a half. Cha-ching! Moving on, we have the Miami Dolphins going to play the Chicago Bears. The Bears are plus five. Yo, should we go to this game? No. No, we're, we're not going to do that. Uh, what's the weather going to be like? I'm just pulling out all of the, hey, we live in this setting stops. Um, sunny and decent. Fuck! Looks like mid-50s. Okay, so there was an angle here to bet on the Bears if it was going to be shitty out. And it's November in Chicago, so it could always be shitty out. Uh, barring any weather changes, and there won't be any, Tom Skilling, good at that shit. It's, uh, this is not, a, you can't play this game. The Dolphins should roll. The Bears will run the ball and make things closer than they should be. I'm not betting on the Bears praying that they lose by only a field goal in a game where they're clearly outmatched in terms of coaching and roster. Bad quarterback game, bad game, no. Yep, I agree. Especially when then, like, I would want to bet on the Dolphins. Yeah. Because I don't think the Bears are any good. But minus five. It's too much. Yeah. I mean, they're the better team. They're the better team, and I would probably bet Dolphins minus five if I had to bet this game. But I don't have to bet this game. There are more. Definitely. Like, if someone put a gun to my head, I would take the five. But I don't want to take it at that number. We've been hurt by weird numbers recently. But let's move on. Yeah. And for the final game of the noon hour, 
We have the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are plus three and a half. This game is actionable. That line is tough, but this game is actionable. I agree. I mean, I think, you know, three and a half you don't love, but Minnesota has been playing pretty well. They just picked up TJ Hawkinson. I don't think Hawkinson factors into this at all. Because it's too early or because you don't think Hawkinson's anything? Yes. Okay. TJ Hawkinson is extremely mediocre, and he's not going to know this offense at all. I I figure they're just going to throw him out there for some really simple plays. Um, They might have him block. Yeah, I think they'll have him block, which he's decent at. He's not as good as we thought he would be, but he's solid. Um, And then, you know, maybe some streaks or whatever random plays. But I think he, you know, helps them out. It shows that they're all in, too. Like, they're trying. They want to win these fucking games. I mean, dude, the cock don't fail. (laughs) They just keep winning. Yeah, they're 6-1. And And everybody, like, I I love this because currently there are about five teams with really good records. And everybody's like, dude, do you really think they're that good? And at a certain point, you got to look up and be like, dude, I don't think anybody's good. Yep. I think there are two teams that are better than just solid. I I think it's the Chiefs and the Bills, and I think the Bills are clearly better. And then I think it's, like, 15 different teams that are, like, mediocre or slightly better than mediocre. And then I think there's, like, three teams that are just irreparably fucked by, in Tampa Bay's case, coaching. In L.A.'s case, just, like, two insane roster holes that cannot be overcome on the offensive line and at deep threat. And I think most of the rest of the league just kind of actually sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what we've seen this year would back that up because it has not been good football. Uh, I don't think the Vikings are a true six and one team, but Rel- they've been they've been pulling stuff out. And relativism humming, man, that was good. The humming, thank you, man. In a league where the Giants are a relatively justifiable five and two, <laughs> six and two, might be. In a league where the Giants have lost twice, and it's not total and complete utter bullshit, it's just like half bullshit. These Vikings deserve to be six and one. Yeah. Like, like the Vikings are not good, but they aren't a f- they aren't particularly flawed on offense at least. And then on defense, yeah, they kind of suck, but they have a good coordinator who keeps things within reach. So let's just let's just break down the players because this is a really tight game, and I think that there's an angle to be had, especially on this line. Like, so just going into it before really doing an in-depth analysis, advantage Washington because you're getting three and a half, right? Right at home. At home. So, what does Washington do well on defense? Kind of nothing. Like, you could argue that they rushed the passer pretty well with Josh Sweat. I would, or not Josh, Montez. So you're reading. I'm you're looking reading at his it. name. I know. <laughs> there are too many sweats. Uh, oh, dude, we got too many sweats in a game with cock. <laughs> the cock commander showdown. Um... <laughs> God, you know, you could say that it's because of Kevin O'Connell's actual philosophy and game planning, or you could say that it's because we appropriately call him the cock and give proper respect to the cock, and now the Minnesota Vikings are 6-1. and It's definitely our vulgar puns about their coach Mm -hmm. that is motivating them to to these heights. I agree. But either way... The Redskins' defense fucking kind of sucks, and we've been on this for weeks. Like, they are low-key bad at defense, despite being a defense-first team. Yes. They also just got rid of William Jackson, and I know that William Jackson has been bad, but, like, there goes the upside and hope that maybe one day he will become himself again. It's gone. He's gone. Now they're left with, uh, oh, here's a fun episode of What the Fuck PFF. What are you doing? Cameron Curl's the number one ranked safety, according to their grading. I don't get that. No, no. because Well, I get it. It's false. Uh, It's just not fucking true. The Redskins suck on defense. They have one defensive end and one and a half defensive tackles, and that's it. Kendall Fuller's even fallen off a cliff. I guess Fuller brothers just can't make it past the age of 30. Yeah. So expect the Viking to... It's like Tuanon. Expect us. (laughs) Expect the Vikings to score 28 points... Yeah, I think they'll score probably about exactly 28 points because while the cock is good, he's not that good. And then on the other side of the ball, yes, the Vikings' defense kind of sucks, but tell me how the fucking Redskins move the ball too much. Their line sucks, so there go like the best part of this shitty Vikings defense is that their defensive line is average, right? 
and an average defensive line against a bad offensive line gets a few pressures on Taylor Heineke, who is willing to turn the ball over. Okay, here's another episode of What the Fuck PFF. Patrick Peterson's the ninth-ranked cornerback. Do they watch football? Have they heard of these teams? Um, I don't know. I, I used to think yes, but the more I see... So the way that the, the red teams are going to try to run the ball, and it's going to fail. So you're going to get about a quarter worth of impotence. Then they're going to realize that they have to throw the ball, but they're going to throw the ball short, and they're going to let the Vikings come up and tackle. So they'll probably get one touchdown out of that, but not two. Then they're going to have to start throwing deep to stay in the game. I actually have talked myself into the Vikings, especially first half. I like the Vikings as well. I mean, three and a half isn't great, but I feel like Washington is on the other side. We've talked all year of, like, they don't seem like they're totally in it. Well, I mean, that theory's out the window because they're fucking... They're a wild card team right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Listen, um, I, I don't think that they're going to be a wild card team. I don't think they're that good. But they feel like they have a shot. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like they're, they're still kind of in, like, sell mode. You know, they just traded William Jackson, who, again, you know, has not performed and did not want to be there. I ended up trading him because the dumbass Steelers gave up picks for a guy who was about to be cut. <laughs> it's... Because they're still upset that the Bengals drafted him that was before my, they could. It was my first fucking thought when I saw they traded for him. I was like, wow, they really, they kept that grudge. Yep. Uh, Artie Burns didn't turn out, so they were like, uh, you motherfuckers. Um, so, like, they had this feeling of already giving up. Yeah, they're a little bit back in it, but they know. But they just won last week in spectacular fashion. They're feeling this shit. Didn't Taylor Heineke lead them on a fucking game-winning drive against the Colts? Yes. Oh my god. I forgot that they fucking won. Yeah, they shouldn't have fucking won, but they did fucking win. Okay, maybe maybe the motivation side isn't as big of a thing. Yeah. Um, but we do go back to Taylor Heineke. He, I don't dislike him. I love Taylor Heineke, but in the same way I love Davis Mills or Kyle Allen. Exactly, and that's he's fun. He's willing to take shots down the field. He's running around. He makes plays. He's probably one of the thirty-two best quarterbacks. Probably, but that's, probably. Yeah, it's a low bar, but probably. And he's fun to watch, but the same reason that he's fun to watch of him taking aggressive risks is that he fucks up sometimes. And he doesn't have the arm talent to do half the things he wants to do. Exactly. I mean, how, like, he threw a pick six last week, did he not? I don't know. Um, I'm still playing catch up. I got Wi Fi today. That was quite an adventure. Never mind. I'm just all, all sorts of wrong about this game. Uh, he didn't throw a pick six. He did throw a pick, but was it the week before? He's thrown a pick six this season, has he not? Dude, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to grade a guy all of his, I'm not going to grade all the snaps of a guy who I know won't be starting next year. Okay. Um, maybe this is just a bad game. I think it might be. I think all of my thoughts about this game, though, are kind of wrong. They were not as uh, based in fact as I thought they were, so I don't really know. I I like the Colts in my gut, but... The Colts are not in this game. (laughs) I didn't work class. No, I I like the Vikings in my gut, too, but three and a half is a tough number, and this is going to be a close game, so it's just not responsible to bet... Vikings minus three and a half. Alex has given up and he is now looking at the really nice sunset through my large windows because when you move from New York to Chicago, you can live in a much nicer apartment. It's a really nice view. Uh, I I have nothing to say about this game anymore. I think anymore. you've said enough. Uh, yeah, I've 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 done plenty. I got all all turned around. Let, let's move to a game that you can wrap your arms around. Moving on to the three o'clock hour. Uh, this game, I I actually know it's happening a little bit. We have the Seattle Seahawks going to play the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are minus two. So, you know how on the last the last game that we analyzed, you, you had no idea what was fucking going on? Yes. When I look at this line, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. How the fuck are the Cardinals favored at home? And the Cardinals are historically terrible at home. And they're a bad team. And they have a worse record than the Seahawks. And they suck. And Call of Duty just came out. <laughs> And you think I'm joking, but Kyler Murray is not a good quarterback, and even the slightest impediment on his ability to play the position is crippling because he's bad and yes. limited. Even even the things that he's like theoretically best at, he's bad at them. But then the things that he's bad at, he just can't do, such as throw over the middle of the field. I don't see any way 
that I regret taking the Seahawks. So we're taking the Seahawks money line, and then we're going to figure out how I will regret taking the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I think that's the perfect walkthrough. Uh, I'm sure they will make us regret it because we're this confident about it. But I agree. The Cardinals have looked bad. Yeah, they got DeAndre back, um, and he's been good in his playing with them. But I don't know if it's making that much of a difference in terms of, like, actual outcomes. He's just getting good stats. And the Seahawks are playing well. They're fucking 5-3. and three. Who's got the better quarterback? I mean, right now, Geno. Like, watching Geno play lately, I, I, I truly don't understand it because he has been elite. Like, elite. He's been really actual. It's not fluky. It's not schemed. He's been legitimately actually good. Last week, they should have scored much more than they did. Like, Tyler Lockett dropped a perfect touchdown pass. He ended up catching another one, but Geno is, you know, he's doing what we know Geno to do, which is he's good in short game. He's going to make some good completions, be smart with the ball for the most part. But lately, he's been going downfield really accurately, too. Like, he's putting balls in tight spots where only his receiver can get it. I don't know. I've been really impressed with him. He's definitely the better quarterback in this game. Yeah, it's not even fucking close. That was almost rhetorical. And then, we like Cliff Kingsbury, or at least I do. I like Cliff. But you can't argue that the Cardinals outclass the Seahawks in coaching. I would say it's even at best. Yeah. Pete Carroll's been pretty damn good, and Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, is very damn good. Yeah, you've been all over Shane Waldron, and he's looked good. You know, I I have to give him a lot of credit because I don't think Geno makes that jump or this offense looks as good as it does um, without some creative play calling. So... One thing that, like, always gives me pause with the Seahawks is just that I hate their defensive line. But I'm, I'm okay with that in this case because I, I hate the Cardinals' offensive line. It's terrible. It's dumb. I, the fact that they assembled this amount, like, this group of people and thought that it would be okay. Is that Billy Price starting at center? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So... I don't believe in your quarterback. I hate your offensive line. I think your coach is good, but he's got his match on the other sideline. I think that Tyreek Tyree Woolen, I liked him coming out of, uh, what was it, San Antonio? It was one of the Texas schools. Oh, I don't know. Well, it was because he had played cornerback for one year, but he was like six foot three and fast as fuck. And the reason that he switched to cornerback is simply because he cannot fucking catch at all. But I don't care about that for a cornerback. He's looked really good, and he's getting a lot better. I I think he's a legitimate, solid cornerback, and I think that he's a good matchup for DeAndre Hopkins just because they're both similarly sized. Tyreek Woolen's 6'4", and he is from UT San Antonio, so I'm batting a million with this guy. All over it. The Tyreek Tariq Woolen uh, scholar. By the way, Tariq Woolen, who who got switched from wide receiver to cornerback at, at Texas San Antonio. It's not like he was at Alabama, and they were like, eh, go to the other side. This dude couldn't hack it in D2. He's leading the NFL in interceptions. Now, interceptions are not a great metric of cornerback play, but he's not supposed to be able to catch, which means either he's getting a ton of opportunities because he's always playing great coverage, or Happy learned how to putt, by which I mean Tariq learned how to catch. So, better quarterback, no line matchup in favor of the Cardinals, no coaching advantage. The one wide receiver that they could rely upon is kind of mitigated just because of a matchup with Tariq Woolen, who's a similarly large human. Actually... Trick Woolen's about three or four inches taller than New Hopkins, but New Hopkins gets the my hands are massive and I jump goodly height bump. Yes. And then th- this is the big thing. This is the really big thing. Nobody in the Cardinals secondary can keep up with DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, not like from a caliber standpoint, although that too, but just from a pure speed standpoint. They, they can't run with them. I don't even know if they could run with fucking... Fant. Notice how I didn't say his first name, because I don't remember which one he is. I think this is Noah. This is Noah. The tight end is Noah, and the tackle is George. But every other tight end is named George. Yep. This is why it's confusing. You gotta work for it. No, I just, I, I don't think that I don't think there's an area in which the Cardinals have an advantage. And we've seen this game before. And yep. we know the Cardinals are terrible at home. We're taking the fucking Seahawks. We're taking a money line at plus 105. Did you get it? You bet it? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Money line. Not, who needs two fucking points? Money line. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's put the cha-ching. I'm putting the cha-ching. 
All right, and moving on to the final game in the 3 o'clock hour, the Los Angeles Rams going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks are minus three, though it's about to move to minus three and a half. I hate this game so much. I, I will not bet on this. No, you can't. This game, you, those of you who have been with us a while may remember last year when these two teams played, and we said the Buccaneers should win if they decide to, but they're poorly coached. Meanwhile, the Rams are a good team, but lesser, but they're very well coached, so they probably will win. And it played out exactly like we said it would. Both times, actually. Uh, the Buccaneers got worse at coaching, but the Rams roster got worse in not, it's not just that it got worse, like, oh, they lost a few players, but like they got worse in the same areas. So like their wide receiving court is useless because there's nobody on it who can run. They're all slow. Yep. So, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go deep on the Rams here. Go deep. Let me let me take the microphone from you. Let me take the microphone. It's it's mine now, and we're gonna go deep. Okay, so here's the Rams' problem on offense. I've been through it a few times, but I'm gonna go real deep, real fast, right here. Because nobody on that wide receiving core or even the tight ends can run fast, nobody has to worry about going deep. The defense can crowd the line and make every they all eleven men are within fifteen yards of the, of the line of scrimmage. So it's extremely easy to play that. You can't. Like Cooper Cup's thing, the re- reason that he's good is he finds little voids in zones and he sits down. And he's got he's really intelligent, he's really savvy, and he's got great chemistry with Matt Stafford. There are no voids to sit down in when the zones are so compressed that they're fucking overlapping over each other. There's nowhere for him to go. Additionally, you, if you watch Rams games, you may be thinking, God damn it, those sirens followed me here from New York. Yes, you brought them with you. If you watch Rams games, you may be thinking, what's really wrong with the Rams is their offensive line, because Stafford's under pressure. Well, you know when it's really easy to bring pressure? When you have extra defenders because you don't have to worry about the deep ball. Typically, the thing that stops people from blitzing every fucking play, unless you're Greg Gagaga. Williams. Williams, correct. Not Roman. Not Roman. The names are getting so bad. You're getting old. I'm getting so old. I'm not in... I'm in my mid-20s, and I don't know names. God damn. Anyway, unless you're Greg Williams, you don't blitz every play because you need to have extra defenders to help deep. But when everybody's within 10 to 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, you don't have to do that. So you can bring a linebacker, and there's no void you know, because of his absence in coverage. You can stunt. You can do lots of things. And God forbid you rush four on defense and the Rams block it up pretty well. If Stafford doesn't get the ball out of his hands within two seconds, there's nowhere to go. Not because he's getting sacked, not because the coverage is great, but because all of the routes are short, so they develop quickly. So after about three seconds, the play is obsolete, and he's not going to run. So what the fuck? There's nothing to do. It's not that there's nothing he can do. It's nothing, there's nothing, there's no option. The Rams are irreparably fucked because they are very bad on the offensive line and they are extremely fucking slow at wide receiver. Most linebacking cores are faster than this wide receiver group. And speed isn't everything, but ability to attack all three levels of the defense and keep the defense guessing is everything. So I'm not saying that you need to invest in all burners and you need to, you know, part ways with every Cooper Cup and every uh, Allen Robinson, every slow but effective receiver. I'm saying if you're going to have a slow but effective receiver, you need one of two things. An offensive line that's going to hold up long enough for them to get the fuck deep and make a contested catch, or one fast guy to take the top off the defense. If the Rams had acquired Brandon Cooks or Nelson Aguilar, I'd be betting on them in this game because the simple fact of having to keep somebody over the top would open everything up for the Rams. But instead, their dumbass is focused on trying to get a new running back and throwing too many picks at Brian Burns, who the Panthers, for some reason, refused to trade. Because actually, that would have been the right kind of move for the Rams. Just too much for the wrong player. Yep. Regardless, because of this, you can't bet on this game. You can't bet on the Rams because there's a chance, a tiny chance, but a chance, theoretically, that... Byron Lefwich and Todd Bowles can close their eyes and accidentally put their finger on an average... Fuck that. They can accidentally pick a below-average game plan rather than a terrible one. And if they do that, they win this game easily. On the other hand, there's absolutely a chance that the Rams just outthink the living fuck out of the worst coach team in the NFL and win by way of mindfuckery. Rant over. You can have the mic back. Thank you. Uh, I, I don't really disagree with you. Um... That was exhausting. It was very in-depth. These I, two teams make me so 
fucking physically upset. Yeah, they don't. They don't really make sense. I mean, I know. I guess they do make sense. We've identified why they're sucking despite the amount of talent and success they've previously had. It's just hard to understand this level of ineptitude, especially on the Bucks staff, when it's like, all you have to do is do the shit that the guy in charge of you did the last two years. Or just stop punting from the positive 40-yard line. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that hard, but apparently it is for them. And they look terrible. I mean, that offense doesn't move. The defense just gives up everything. They have no no cornerbacks left either. They're all fucking hurt. Yeah. And, I mean, Shaq Barrett, again, very overrated, but a valuable player. I guess. And he's done for the year. And I think it all just goes to the mentality, too. Like, they can't be feeling good. No, they are feeling good because they have Tom Brady and they think that they're Super Bowl champions. They're delusional. It's part of the problem. If they realize that they're bad, they might change something. But they won't because they think that they're gods. That's that's pretty terrible. Devin White has been, and I'm not exaggerating at all, the worst player in the history of the NFL this year. Is and, that eye test or is that... Well, go look at his PFF. Oh, no, I've got the PFF up here. I'll show you. I bet you the PFF fucking agrees with me. It's... It's so bad, there's not a single redeeming quality, and he busts at least five plays per game on his own. Like, like he legitimately is the cause for five chunk plays every game. It is an absurdity. God just loves busting. He's got a 36 PFF grade. Yeah, it's really fucking bad. And it's a 29 run defense grade. It is a 51 coverage grade. It is a 62 pass rush grade. So if you take out the schemed blitzes that they do for him, he's the worst player I've ever fucking seen start. The fact that a 36 is not the lowest ranked linebacker, though, is concerning. <laughs> it's it's tough. I I wonder who the people are behind them behind Devin White. I don't. I'm just fucking mad. I mean, you're right. Both teams they're they're bad. They have more talent, or they tricked us into thinking they have more talent than they do. They, I mean, they do. Like, if you just look on paper, Allen Robinson's a good receiver. Cooper Cup's a good receiver. The problem is that there's nothing you can do with both of them on the same field at the same time. Like, they they are completely redundant in a way that is not... So, like, I heard uh, Sam Monson on PFF before the season. He was bitching and moaning. He's like, oh, yeah, Tyreek Hill's great and Jalen Waddle's great, but they do the same thing. How can you have them on the field at the same time? I don't fucking know because one of them's going to be open 40 yards down the field because nobody can run with them because you can never have too many wide open streaks on a single play. Whereas you can always have too many short routes that are not open. Right. Like, to the extent that Adam Gase's offense ever failed, it is explicitly because having slow dudes who run underneath routes all the time doesn't work. <sighs> Fuck. And we knew this, and we didn't take it into account because we, we had faith in Sean McVay, and we shouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, I and I think they, like you've talked about, if they had retooled their line... Not even. They might be able to get away with it because they might be able to create some time and whatever. But with their line being depleted, it's it's hopeless. There's no chance for them. Honestly, the only reason I'm not betting on the Bucks here... The Bucks are so much... Bucks have a good offensive line. I know what people have said about it. They're wrong. There was one bad player. It was Luke Gadecki, and he's finally been benched. Finally. They got 10 days rest. They're getting healthy at wide receiver. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. Yes, he had one really bad game on Thursday Night Football. Other than that, he's still been good. Not great, but good. And in this league, that puts you top five. On the other hand, the Rams have a bad offensive line. Matt Stafford has been inconsistent at best, primarily because he's not allowed to do the thing he does best, throw down the field. Like, you got a Ferrari, and then you fucking went to the lake, and you were like, oh, I don't get it, I can't get across the lake. It's not what it's for. The Bucks are getting healthy in the secondary. It looks like they might have both of their starting corners back finally. It looks like they might have Antoine Winfield back finally. And you can only target Devin White so many times. <sighs> I fucking... Sh I don't... I can't bet on Byron Lefwich, but it's in the maybe pile. It has to be. Because it's just so fucking obvious. It has to be. I, I agree with you that the Bucks are a better team. I think they've even probably looked a little bit better to this point in the year as well. They beat Dallas handily. Yeah, that was early, though. That I know. Was, what, week one? The longer we go, the more 
the the bad coaching presents itself. Yeah, and I mean, I think the the rest definitely helps them, and that's why I agree. Okay, they're coming off of the mini buy. Maybe they get some get some stuff figured out, but I don't know how much they can when they're just limited by bad coaching. Like the the bad coaches can't figure it out. Otherwise, it wouldn't be bad coaches. You know what the really you know what the most frustrating thing is. The answer is in the room. Like Bruce Arians still works for that team. He's there. All he has to do is like slap Todd Bowles in the face and rip his headset back off. Be like, "Hey, this is my shit." Todd would probably be thrilled too. Be like, "You know what? Yeah, let me be. Let me be the nice number two again." It turns out they're promoting the man who, in a moment of obscene stupidity, decided to go cornerback blitz in a tie game with 30 <laughs> seconds left. It turns out he wasn't a good uh, good choice to be the successor at head coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's why I think you just have to stay away from this game. These are two teams you can't really bet on because they should be better than they are. The Buccaneers want to lose and the Rams can't win. <laughs> I think that's a good way of saying it. I like that. But I I think, yeah, we can do maybe pile because we I agree with your take and I think it is the right take. But I don't see how you can confidently bet on either of these teams. Yeah. So I think we just uh, leave it and move on to Sunday night. Fuck. Yeah, not not a great card this week. Fuck. And moving on to Sunday night, we have the Tennessee Titans going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus 13, but that looks like it's about to move to minus 13 and a half. In case we didn't have enough of them already, that that's another drop dead light. Yep, I I don't think there's much else to talk about this game, dude. If Ryan Tannehill still might not play, in which case this is a fucking guaranteed win. And even if he does play, the Chiefs are gonna fucking win. They yeah, they they 100% should. I think they're like 95% will. But go ahead and tease that Chiefs number down. Minus seven is perfectly fine. I don't think that the Titans will be able to score three touchdowns. Yeah, with Malik Willis in there. Uh, what's, what's the first half line? Six and a half. Ooh, I kind of like that. I think we might take that. I I would be okay with that. It's at KC? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I mean, we can't make it a pod pick, but I'm going to take that. Uh, yeah, I think that's the best way to get at this game. Is I think doing anything straight up is going to be just a total sweat for you. Yeah. It might work. Like, the Chiefs very well could go win by four touchdowns, but I feel like the entire time you're just going to be sitting there waiting for Derrick Henry to break something silly in garbage time. I got really bad news. We have three picks and Monday Night Football's up. Yay. Yeah, fucking Monday, baby. Make Monday a good day, baby. Yeah. And for Monday Night Football, we have the Baltimore Ravens going to play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are plus two and a half. What's your lean on this? Because I also I have a lean. I think I know what to do, but I don't want to say it. I like Baltimore. You for, like Baltimore for two and a half. I like the Saints. Really? I do. I I don't think Baltimore is that good. I don't either. But I think the Saints are bad. I don't think the Saints are bad. I think we definitely get the better quarterback. Andy Dalton's been good, aside from Arizona. Yeah, the, the three picks, the two pick sixes on hey, back-to-back plays. one of those picks was absolutely not his fault at all. <laughs> it was a two-pick game turned into a three-pick game. And you know what? Despite those three picks worth 21 points, they almost fucking won. Yeah, it was against the Cardinals, though, who are, True. Who are very bad. Let's let's check on the health. Let's check on the health of the... By the way, the Saints are fucking excited right now because the division's theirs for the taking, and they just had a dominant win last week. So they think that everything is... Like, motivationally, they are up for this game. And the first place Baltimore Ravens are not? Oh, I didn't say that. Are they the first? Yeah, I mean, they're going to win that division. Yeah, clearly, just because nobody else wants to. We said so before the... Hey, look at PFF, Andy Dalton, QB6. I don't necessarily disagree, actually. I think that might be right. He's been legitimately good. Yeah, he's, he's been solid. I've, I, you know, he hasn't been exciting necessarily, but he's done what he needs to do. Uh, we, need to, we need to do something real. Shout out Wink Martindale. I thought that the Ravens would miss Wink Martindale. They fucking miss Wink Martindale. It turns out that he was the one telling their cornerbacks to hold on every single play because <laughs> they have stopped doing it and they've stopped being good cornerbacks. Man, I, how the fuck 
how the fuck is Lamar Jackson going to run against this defense when you've got Tyron Matthew, who's going to be able to spy. You've got Pete Werner, who I actually really like. And then you got uh, Witch Davis. It's not Raekwon. It's DeMario. DeMario Davis can still move. He's good. He's been he's been good everywhere he's gone too. I I don't understand why. It's the same like Michael Kendricks used to be. Like Michael Kendricks was great and he just couldn't stick. Yeah, I mean Demario has found a home in in New Orleans, but he was on the Jets. He was really good with them, and then they got rid of him. And then he was at the Browns. He was good with them, and they got rid of him. And he's been great with the Saints. Okay, so the Saints have one weakness on defense, right? Right now, at least. I mean, we don't like their defensive line from a pass-rushing aspect, but you don't want that necessarily against Lamar. And their corners are decimated with injury. It looks like Marshawn Lattimore probably won't play again. But you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. Neither will Rashad Bateman for the Bengals. Rashad. Rashad Bateman for the Ravens. I'm, I'm struggling. And maybe not Mark Andrews. He's questionable. Yeah, and I think that would really hurt them. I think that's the big change. I don't think it matters either way because the Saints are so good at linebacker and so good at safety. I think that they can handle Mark Andrews. And much more importantly, Lamar Jackson has been terrible as a passer for the last month and a half, which is almost the entire season. We, we need to mark this because he did the same thing last year, and I thought it was because of the injuries and, uh, like, the, the lack of rest caught up to them. But if I remember, like, he looked really good for the first few weeks last year. Like, he was throwing the ball well. Mm-hmm. And he was throwing the ball well to start this season, too. People said he was throwing the ball well last year, but I didn't see it. I mean, I, I thought he did. I thought he was... He threw, he's throwing the ball better, but the guy, the guy fucking can't throw the ball. And he's never thrown the ball. At a certain point, it's on us for thinking maybe he'll throw the ball. I See, I don't think he... Like, he doesn't have to really throw it, though. Like, dude's just got to complete simple passes. But he can't, and he never has. He's had moments at the beginning of seasons. Um, but yeah. it, it seems like it reverses once people settle in. Like... It runs out and people readjust to him or something, or he gets in his own head. I don't know, but it seems like it falls off as the season goes because he got really inaccurate as the year went on last year. He's getting inaccurate this year. I mean, last year, Lamar Jackson ended his season on four consecutive F games to the extent, I mean, yeah, I mean, weeks two and three last year, he had a B plus and an A. He was pretty good at passing. And then week five, he had that awesome game versus Indy on Monday Night Football. But then after that, everything was extremely downhill. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a thing that we pay attention to with Lamar for seasons moving forward. Um, and, okay, yeah, maybe, I don't I feel like the, my gut still tells me that the Saints are not a great team. They aren't coached, like, incredibly well. I think they're coached fine. I don't think they're coached poorly. But they still don't impress me when I watch them. They still don't feel like they have that that power to, like, turn yeah. through tough games, whereas the Ravens do. Like, the Ravens have a better coach in Harbaugh. I know that, like, they're hurting, missing Wink. But Harbaugh's better. Mm-hmm. The defense is I think getting it's worse. healthier. It's worse, though, than the Saints. I don't know. Saints just shut out the Raiders, and I know that that's not saying a ton, but they did it with their backup cornerbacks. See, I think that even should tell you that it's more about the Raiders being shit than the Saints being good, though. (laughs) That's fair, but we've seen these Saints play good on defense lately. Yeah. It's two and a half. Are we going to get three? That's a big question. Yes. We're going to get three. If we go to three, I'm I'm more more okay with taking the Saints. you got to take the three. I mean... Home dog, Monday night football... Home dog on Monday Night Football, and the uh, away cat is Lamar Jackson, the hypest hype. Mm-hmm. Still no Rashad Bateman. In the last two weeks... Roquan Ra- Smith will not know what's going on yet. In the last three weeks, rather, the Ravens have deserved to get beaten by the listless Bucks, actually lost to the Giants, and should have lost to the Browns. Yeah, but they always do that. But the Saints are better than all those teams. Yeah. Like, like a tier better than all those teams. Yeah, I don't disagree. I could buy into the Saints. If, if we get them three. If we get them three. I'm cool with that. Well, good news. That means we only have to figure out one of the maybe pile to turn into an actual pick. All right, what do we got? So quickly, we've got, we've got Atlanta plus three and a half. Got Indianapolis plus five and a half. We got Seattle money line because we got big balls. We're a stud like that. We don't ask for permission. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I, I don't really like the implication. He was, he was talking about smoking cigars inside. <laughs> I smoke my cigar. I smoke my stogie what I want. 
because I'm a stud. I got balls. Um, okay. I, I'm, thank you for adding the context. Yeah, we're not talking about ladies here. Uh, quite the opposite. Or cleaning ladies. Oh, fuck. I really fucking stepped in it. <laughs> Edit. Uh, Edit it out. Cut no, it out. Nope, nope. We're not editing. <laughs> the beauty of doing it live is I'm not fucking editing ever again. Um... Okay, and we got Saints plus three when it gets there, so we need one more. Our maybe pile, oh my god, our maybe pile consists of Panthers plus seven and a half <laughs> over Bengals. Jesus, fuck. That noise you're hearing is me vomiting all over myself. And Tampa Bay over Los Angeles. I, 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 I cannot bet on either I, Tampa I or know, LA. I know, and I can't bet on the fucking Panthers. No. Um... Uh... Should we go look at the Jaguars and Raiders? <laughs> That's how far we've been pushed. <laughs> 45 minutes ago, we were saying we will not bet on the Jags for quite a while, and the Raiders suck, but this game has pushed us. This week is testing my morals. I've brought out some notes from podcasts I've listened to to see if I agree with any of their takes. Do you want to bet on the Jets? No. No. Do you want to bet on the Skins over the Vikings? No. Oh. No. Did we talk? Did we we can go back to that game. Did we decide we're not betting on Mini? Yeah. I, I, I clocked out mentally, so. No, we did. We decided we're not betting on Mini because fucking why? Because three and a half with a six and one team? This is exactly how to be a square. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Lay the, the worst of the number with the team with a trendy record. That is how to be a square. As much as we love cock. I don't love cock that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we like... Okay, we like indie. Do we like the Bears? No. No. God, no, no, they're terrible. They're awful. Somebody's going to figure out, like, oh, Justin Fields is going to run. <laughs> and, then, and then it's over. God damn it. Look at this. I, we, there's nothing. I, uh, it's, it's bleak. I don't, I don't know. Um, Can we bet on Atlanta twice? I mean, I guess technically we could. Granted, I feel like we probably are because we're inevitably going to make them our best bet. Yeah, no, we are. Seattle giving them a run for their money. Yeah, Seattle's been on fire. I mean, honestly, if... Indy, Indy, plus six, they should be favored, I think. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Before we decide best bet, we need to have five bets. I know. Our bonus bet's going to be Indy money line over New England. How do you not love that? At plus 205. Fuck. I hate when there are buys. It just it it takes away the number of games we can bet on. It makes it so much harder. Um, what is the smart thing to do? Probably Bills. probably Jets. <laughs> like the 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 sharp guy move is the Jets. Yes. Um, but I think the Bills are going to win by thirty points. So. Are we gonna take the fucking Bills? No, I'm I I'm I don't want to do that either. Um, we're gonna get to a point where I'm gonna find a a random number generator and. Dude, I think the fucking Texans could score a touchdown once. No, maybe not. The whole NFL sucks. All of it. It it's not good right now. There there are two good teams. How the fuck are people betting on Cincinnati in this game? Seven and a half. I don't know. I mean, that number is huge. The Bengals, but I also don't want to overreact to the Bengals against the Browns because the Bengals always suck shit against the Browns. They can't. They can't beat them for whatever reason. Well, it's partially because of the matchups. Um. So I don't want to say like, oh yeah, Bengals can't play without Jamar. They're completely cooked. Even though I kind of do think that, and that's the only way that I actually bet on the Carolina Panthers. Kansas City minus twelve. It's about to be minus 13 and a half. Didn't we just talk about No, no, about no. It's going to go down to 12 and a half. Oh, you're right. You're right. Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are the play. All right. We're going to do the Bucs. I'm, I'm okay with that. Because you're okay with that? I did not think you were going to be okay with that. Well, mainly because I've realized that I'm not okay with any of these. They all suck. They all suck. And the Bucs are at least a team that I think should be good. They're less atrocious than the Rams right now. The Bucs are a good roster. They're just mind-numbingly stupid. And they've is, had 10 days to realize they're stupid? I don't know. I hate it. I mean, I don't like it. This this fifth bet is one that probably is going to be the easiest one that cashes, whichever we do pick. Yeah, the Bucks are going to win in a blowout. Right. We're doing Bucks. We're Let's, doing it. You know what? It's fucking Tom Brady. He's he's single. This is his first game single. And it's about to go to two and a half. And fucking, yeah. Go go get the Bucks minus two and a half. Don't, don't feel great about it. No, but. no, no. Do like the Da Vinci Code guy and fucking whip yourself in the back for it. 
deep cut. Um, yeah, we got quite a spread on this week because I really love three of these bets. Yeah. Like, Atlanta, Indy, and Seattle, I feel very good about. New Orleans, you, you talked me into it. Bucks, though, fuck. I hate that pick. But it's right. And while I was going through the game, just like describing the issues with LA, I knew I was right. I knew it was Tampa. Because you just can't fix what the Rams have. All the Buccaneers have to do is accidentally call an average game plan. I mean, how likely is that? I don't know, but I think it's more likely than the Rams suddenly conjuring a deep ball threat and three offensive linemen. You also get the motivational spot, because, like, yeah, the Bucks are fucked and they probably hate themselves for it, but they're still a game out of first place, and they still have Tom Brady. And mini-buy. We got we to gotta talk about the mini-buy, whereas Rams... Played a uh, a tough divisional game and got the shit kicked out of them. And they're they're quickly falling out of contention for the playoffs. Yeah. And they didn't add anybody for the first time in a decade. Because they got nothing left to give. Even though they, I what year could they even send those first to the Panthers? Like how many first round picks they even had? It's like twenty twenty four. Oh, easy. Yeah, we're gonna do the Bucks, and then our 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 bonus bet's gonna be indie money line. Sure. I mean, dude, you're getting two oh five. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, so then we just have to decide best bet. I feel like it's Seattle or Atlanta. <laughs> Seattle. I think so. Seattle. All right. So best bet Seattle. So. This has been a fucking a fucking brawl. Yeah. I'm tired. I like I want to eat some fucking candy and go to bed. I'm I am also tired. I was gonna work out after this. I don't think I can. Yeah, I'm I'm immediately going home. I'm gonna eat a, a ton of free chili. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. All right, with that, um, I don't know. I guess bet on some of these football games. Definitely bet on Indy, Seattle, and Atlanta, which means that New Orleans and Tampa are the only bets we'll win. Correct. Asta. Yeah.